What up? What up? Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where our goal is to help you create happiness through growth. And the way we do that is by every week bringing you the tips and tricks to help you kill every day and own your fucking life. I'm Bawanka. I'm your host. It's episode 79. And you know we're about to bring that hot fire. So today we have a very special guest, Miriam Kizzlebash. So Miriam's work focuses on areas surrounding relationships and vulnerability. And she's also created a platform for women's health that serves to empower women by helping them understand their minds and bodies better. So Miriam, thank you so much for being on the show. How's your day going so far today? It's going great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's going really well. No problem. No problem. Beautiful outside. So I'm happy to be here. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So uh, we connected with Miriam uh, not too long ago, and and we've been going back and forth, talking a little bit, finding a little bit more about uh, what she does, Mm -hmm. and. But we feel like she has a lot of value to, to bring to the podcast. We're going to be talking about a subject that we haven't talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before. And I think it's a really good one because not a lot of people talk about this. Completely. Yes, completely. We're, do you want me to introduce it? Uh, you can, you can okay. bring it up because I like, how, I like okay. how you talk about it. Okay, great. So we're talking about vulnerability and you're totally right. Not a lot of people talk about it. I think people shy away from it. Um, so I'm excited to be here and just be fully transparent and talk about it. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. Okay, so kind of give the people a little bit of a background about you, totally. uh, just so they know where you're coming from. For sure, yeah. So I actually was in um, the corporate marketing world for seven years. Um, I worked in public relations, media relations, and marketing for big banks and accounting firms. I did that for seven years, loved it. It was um, super high pressure, super fast pace, but I learned that I really thrived off of that and I loved all of it. Uh, I especially loved being able to work with all of these senior leaders and um, learn how how they really thought and the thought processes that led them to make certain decisions. And in that, I discovered I loved just communicating with people Mm -hmm. and I loved building relationships. So I did that for seven years, loved it. And then I decided that I was so fascinated with psychology and the way that um, people's thoughts drove them to act in certain ways and sparked certain emotions that I decided to take a bit of a career break and focus completely on the health and wellness world because I wanted to help people understand their own emotions, to help them really get to the roots of what was triggering certain social anxieties. Um, and in doing that, I found I'm fascinated with like women's empowerment because I think women, I think both men and women deal with anxiety, but I think women, especially in this world, deal with a lot of comparing themselves to other women, especially through social media and Mm -hmm. consuming things. Um, and I just wanted to throw myself completely into the health and wellness field and see how I can help women empower themselves. Okay, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Okay, so, and today we're going to be touching on, uh, it's, this is not just only for women, this is for men yes, also. Yes, completely. Because I think that uh, it's actually tougher for men to be vulnerable mm. than, than it is for, for women. Just because yeah. with men, there's that there's that stigma of like, no, you gotta be tough. Like, just whatever it is, just mm-hmm. get through it. You'll you'll make it happen. Whereas girls are like, let me tell you what's going on. This is happening. This yeah, is yeah, happening. Yeah. That. Yeah, uh, totally. So, yeah. yeah, that's actually really interesting. That's actually you're right. It's not, and that's true. I'm my platform is focused very much on women's 
empowerment, but you're right into in, in what you say is that men need more of that insight into vulnerability. Um, and it's really interesting what you just said, because I find that men and women come to vulnerability from different angles. I think that toughness sometimes for men is very much, not always, but a lot of times an ego thing because they don't want their ego to be bruised by showing weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think, so that's one end. And I think women almost can let themselves be too exposed and too vulnerable by showing, by not having checked their own emotions before they convey them. So one of the things that um, I really think is really interesting about vulnerability and what you just said is that um, I think if we change vulnerability from thinking about it as a weakness, because I think it has a negative connotation. I think especially for guys, mm-hmm. being vulnerable means, oh, I, like I'm, that's me showing weakness. You're going to see my faults. Mm-hmm. But maybe you just change it in your head to being honest. And if you change the term vulnerability to honesty in your head, then you're allowing yourself to kind of own the situation a little bit more. And you're really allowing yourself to show up as yourself, which okay. really makes you feel like you're in control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to let the people know a little bit about, about me and my background mm-hmm. in terms of vulnerability, mm-hmm. because... If you asked me like two or three years ago, there's no way in hell I would be on a podcast talking about mm-hmm. vulnerability. Right. Um, and it's just because like just growing up, um, like in my in my family, it was just you, you don't really talk about what's mm-hmm. going on in the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know like a lot of my friends and, and people that grew up in the same neighborhood as me is just you just you don't really you don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just if there's problems going on, you just deal with the problems mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Right. I even remember I think I was probably like. I don't know, like 12 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the older guys, one of my older friends, he told me, he's like, he's like, he's like, why would you cry? He's like, what's the point? What's the point of crying? Like, what does it do for you? It doesn't do anything mm-hmm. from you. And I remember from that day until like so long, probably like close to like the age of 30, I never cried. Wow. No joke. Uh, actually, there was one time it was like uh, over a basketball game. Like yeah. uh, that, <laughs> that's fair. That, that one was very emotional. <laughs> that's fair. But uh, I was I was I was holding it back, and I just I couldn't hold it back. Yeah. I, you know, I cared a lot in that game. Yeah, you, you're um, passionate. That's fair. But and that was just because I was just that's that was what I was taught. Yeah. And then it, it's also become so hard to start breaking the habits and breaking the cycle totally. that that you're taught. Mm-hmm. So. What would you say to, to someone who comes from a background like this um, in, in terms of just, you know, starting, starting to be more vulnerable? Completely. I think, um, I think that's very common. I think, um, I think a lot of older generations and, and a lot of cultures, there's a, a lot of this talk about, you know, suppressing your emotions. And I think if you're in that situation, one of the biggest things is understand your emotions first and then allow yourself to be vulnerable. So what do you you mean by that? Understand your emotions. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to show up and be vulnerable if you've already sat with what you're feeling and processed it. Mm. So I think what's scary is if I'm asking you when you're upset or hurting over something to just tell me everything when you haven't taken the time to process it. And that's where um, the point about being in control of the situation, I think for guys especially, there's a fear of if I show up and I'm just vulnerable and I'm exposing myself to you, um, I'm losing control. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, when you're being told that, it's so much easier to do that and it's so much less scary 
if you've gone through the emotions yourself, you understand it, you understand why it makes you upset, and then you can control the message you're communicating and you can kind of show up and be a little bit more in control of it. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it a bit less scary when you've already sat with it. Yeah, so you just sit and you're thinking back, what, what is the actual problem here? And, exactly. And how do I deal with it? Okay, okay. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and it's a lot easier, I think, to do to, once you do that, because there's this also this kind of habit that we all have where when you're dealing with something and it's so pent up, you just want to be able to call somebody and, and vent to them and like, you know, like totally get it off your chest. But you're asking somebody to deal with emotions that you haven't actually processed. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that situation, yeah, if you actually sit with it, figure out why it means um, what it means to you when you when you actually go to somebody and be vulnerable, you're able to connect with them because you're so much more clear in what you're communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm going to, I always tell stories on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll bring back another story because okay. sometimes it helps people move from, from that A to that B. Okay. Um, so another one is like, there was, there was just a, a, an issue going on. I don't want to get too deep into it, mm-hmm. but there was an issue going on and it basically went on like, for like 15 years of my life and I never really told anybody about it okay. and I remember there was one day where uh, my girlfriend now like I told her to come over she wasn't my girlfriend then but I told her to come over mm-hmm. and I told her and it was like when I told her about it it was like one of the best things mm-hmm. that that like it was right. like a huge weight got lifted off of off yes. of my chest and yeah. from that she said okay like you have to tell your friends about this too mm. and i'm like i don't want to tell my friends about this mm-hmm. and anyways i went and i told i told my friends about this and it was like another huge weight Amazing. had been lifted off of me just because i had been lying mm-hmm. for so long trying to trying to hide something mm-hmm. um but once that weight like came off of me it, it it started becoming a lot easier to deal with the situation everybody had different inputs mm-hmm. and um and the the, the situation is one million times better now than, than it used to be. So yeah. now I've Amazing. kind of switched the way I look at vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I must have heard it in a podcast or something. Yeah. And I realized like vulnerability is it's your superpower. So a lot totally. of times a lot of times we like we hold stuff in yeah. and we're not we're not allowing ourselves to to be free and, and, mm-hmm. and really get out there. But once you once you just let go, once yeah. you just let go, and this is like with anything in life, just yeah. Once you let go, everything is, is, life is just so much better. Totally. A hundred percent. So much more liberating. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, I think one of the things that um, I wrote about in my blog and, and you and I were talking about this is that, and your girlfriend totally had the right advice, so good on her, but she, but basically when we show up in social situations, we're, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and trying to show up as like exactly what we think the other person wants to see so a lot of times that's where a lot of social anxiety comes from and a lot of times you see in like you know when you go out to social events a lot of times people gravitate towards the bar to grab a drink to take the edge off before they go Mm -hmm. in and have a conversation with someone um and in what you're saying you're trying to hide it because you don't you don't want to come across as anything less than strong or in control but one of the things that really resonates with me is the thought that when you're relating to somebody, you need to relate to them on an honest level, and that's when you can really connect with them. And when you're trying to show up as perfect, no one can actually relate to you because no one's perfect. 
So that's, I think, something that's so important for people to always remember is that you show up as honest and you'll have those amazing connections and you'll feel so liberated. If you show up with putting this pressure on of, of trying to be perfect, you're only going to stress yourself out and you're going to go home not actually having authentic connections with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really big one too. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before and, and the importance of relationships. Because even going back to those two stories that I told, mm-hmm. like the, the relationship with my girlfriend in, increased like so much and, yeah. and the relationship with my friends uh, increased so much also. Yes. And what I've come to learn recently is relationships are one of the most important things mm-hmm. in, in life. And I was telling you this before, yeah. um, but in the book Outliers, mm-hmm. uh, they, talk about, they talk about people who, these immigrants from Italy who moved to, to New York, I'm not sure the city, but they moved to mm-hmm. New York and uh, a bunch of them just, like, they just kept coming. They, they created their own community mm-hmm. in New York. And what happened was, the, on average, they were living 20 years longer than the average American. And so they started trying to find out, okay, what is going on with these people? Why are they living so much longer? Yeah. And they start, they're like, is it the food? Is it because yeah. like they're, they're still eating the same way they ate when they were in Italy? And yeah. they did all these tests and nothing was like showing that um, not, nothing was different. They were eating mm-hmm. the same kind of food, doing the same sort of things. But what they realized that the difference was, was their interactions and their relationships with people right. because they were not always in a rush. They would stop, talk to people, yes. um, like three totally. generations of people living underneath one roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody was just really close and they had mm-hmm. really strong relationships. And that's one of the reasons why they were able to live live longer than the average American. And that's so interesting. Um, I, I can totally see that. And I think also sometimes what happens in our generation now is that so many people live on their own or live downtown and we're, we somehow isolate ourselves, whereas the generation before us, it was very common to live with your parents and, you know, even when you have kids to like them being raised for, as a community. Mm-hmm. And I can see that being so much healthier because I think what happens is you focus a little bit less on yourself and you focus more on everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that naturally, I think, just makes you happier because it's in our generation now, we're, it's so easy to get caught up in your own problems and sit with them and dwell with them because we have so much more time to do so. And we have like we have the luxury of doing that. Yeah. You know? like, and an- another thing, too, is yeah. like we feel more connected because now it's like you just go on Instagram. You can yes. see what every single one totally. of your friends is doing. Look at video here. Yeah. Check their story out. Yeah. And you always can kind of know what's going on with people. Yes, that's Whereas such a good point. if you think back to it, back in the day, uh, when you would talk to your friends, when there was no Instagram, yeah. it would be like, yo, you know what happened this week? Let me tell yes. you what happened. And you dive in and you have to use your imagination to find out like totally. what actually happened with the person. Whereas mm-hmm. now... You ask your friend what's going on. Oh, you see me, man. Just look on my Instagram. Yeah. You, you can see what's going on. Completely. So, so we're losing, we're losing mm-hmm. a lot of that also. And you know what's so interesting about that is I, don't, I may not remember somebody's story that I watched yesterday, but I for some reason still remember phone conversations that I had with my friends in like high school. Mm-hmm. That really stuck with me. Or I remember like coffee meetings with people or dinners where I actually like connected with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the stories that I watched yesterday. Yeah, you're, you're, I, you're, I don't remember the pictures I liked, you know? Yeah, like, your, your, brain, your not, brain is working. It's yeah. not just only entertainment. It's, exactly. it's You're using your imagination to... 
to kind of create what you think happened because totally yeah and 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 i think like when you're in a family environment when you're like even when i go home so i live downtown on my own when i go home and i'm with family and i come from a very big loud family mm-hmm. when i'm with them i don't have time to to sit and just dwell on my issues you know i want to hear about what my parents are up to what my sister's up to and then all of a sudden we're all just talking about each other's lives and you know and and trying to really be there for each other and, and your problems seem a lot less. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also what happens when you're when you throw yourself into actually physically being with people and in those environments. I can see why those communities were so much happier because in your mind you're just focusing less on your own problems and you're focusing more on the bigger picture. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so another one that I want to get into, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bringing it back to, back to the guys yeah. right now. Yeah. So the word I love you. Okay. A lot of a lot of men don't want to say this. It's 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 very hard for them to say. For me, it was it was hard. Like same thing with with crying. I probably didn't say the words "I love you" from I don't know ten, twelve. I can't even remember back then right. until I was until I was probably thirty years old. Wow. Okay. And now I can even yeah. like even when I say it to my sister now, I can see that she's like, uh, okay, I love you too, because. Yeah. She's like she's yeah. very like vulnerable and always yes, out yes, there yes. and like and I'm yeah. just like ah whatever like get out yeah, of here. Yeah. But now when I when I when I say it back to her, she's yeah. like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But she's like she's happy, so it's, yeah, it's good. But yeah, how does someone move from like maybe I don't even know what it is about that word, yeah. but it 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 holds people back so much. Yeah, and and you're right with with guys for sure, um, and with girls too. Sometimes you know, like they're scared to say it. I think that I think you should only say something like that if you actually mean it. But I think I think it goes back to my initial point of honesty. Like I think if it feels honest to you, mm-hmm. then it's so much easier to say it. And if it feels honest, then own it. Like you should always own what feels honest to you. Yes. Right? So if it feels honest, say it. And I think I think in that situation, it's okay to be exposed because you're being honest. So really, what do you have to lose? If you were saying it and being dishonest, and there's a whole other set of issues that you got to deal with. But mm-hmm. if you're just being honest, I think it's just, you got to just let go of what the other person's going to think. Because the only thing that you're responsible for is showing up and being honest amazing amazing yeah. so at the end of the day you just gotta always keep it real that's, that's exactly what it is you gotta keep it real okay you so gotta it always do comes you. back to so, so you use the self-awareness first yeah. to, to to deal with it and kind yes. of like ask yourself what's going on yeah. and then you just keep it real and however people uh respond to that then Mm -hmm. i guess that's on them that's on them because you've you've left the situation being being real and that's really honestly all all you're meant to do Mm -hmm. yeah so so completely okay perfect perfect okay so um before we wrap this up um where can people find you yeah so people can find me at my blog at uh, thegirlgut.com or on instagram at girl.gut okay perfect perfect and so what would you tell someone who, you know, they probably haven't been that vulnerable mm-hmm. throughout their life? Um, maybe they don't even know, like, the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to kind of get started with it or what can come from it? Totally. So what I would tell them to get started with it is really take the time to understand yourself. 
You can only show up as your most honest and vulnerable self if you've taken the time to understand yourself. So understand yourself with no judgment. Figure out what kind of knocks your self-confidence and where you feel the most empowered and really try to work through that. And then once you've done that, you'll be able to pick and choose the moments where you're able to show up and be honest. And then once you've owned those emotions, you can show up in situations and just choose little little situations where you can just show a little bit of emotion and just be your most honest self. And slowly that'll get easier and easier. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, Miriam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Of course, thank Make you. sure to follow her, check out her blog. They're, they're good. I've read a bunch of them already. Um, and you. if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it. Tell a friend about it. Each one, teach one. Like and subscribe. And until next week, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless up.